Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith, J.U. Wrestle Talk, and TWG1991 require your undivided attention for however long this takes. Welcome to Snapbacks and Beards. Your discretion is advised. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Snapbacks and Beards, episode 26. Here for all things wrestling. The, uh, the week that we have, the happiness that we have, is determined by guys who are half naked in the ring winning a fake match. And if they don't get the result we want, that is what affects us. Um, when you put it that way, it's very uh, it's mad, really. Never a true word spoken. <laughs> uh, but hello, I am Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith, and I am joined by Jay WrestleTalk. How are you doing, Johnny? I'm good, I'm good, apart from my two co-hosts have been trolling me all weekend online with uh, Wardlow, but apart from that, I'm all good, buddy. How are you? I'm good, uh, as always, look forward to the show, and we are joined by the super fan of Wardlow, uh, Stu, is here. Hello, Hello. Stu. Hello, um, how are you? You good, Johnny? Yeah, all good here as well, and um, we've had a good week in wrestling, actually, a couple of... Uh, interesting Raw and Smackdowns, and I am going to talk a bit about AEW as well, because there's a tag team that I never thought that I would get, and uh, I never thought I needed, but uh, we're there now, so we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, first of all, let's start off with the way Raw opened. We had Rollins come out, and Cody Rhodes then comes out, and we thought he was going to tease having the uh, fourth match between them, and uh, obviously Cody was then uh, attacked by Brock Lesnar, so we know what's going to happen. But do we see, first of all, do we ever see Lesnar, sorry, um, Rollins, Rhodes 4? We'll see it at some point. It's the, yeah. it's it's going to happen. It just depends what that, what that looks like. I mean, I would still... Uh, I would still say that the first world title that Cody needs to win is the WWE Championship in some way shape or form so i would really hold off him being a world heavyweight champion for you know for however long that takes but i think at some point they'll they'll cross paths again yeah. johnny what do you think okay uh johnny's having a bit of a connection issues we'll continue to um so obviously brock attacked cody do we see this being a cage match or something or what do you think they'll do for some i'd it, it needs to be it needs to be something decent okay it, you know if this was if this was back in you know back in the attitude era or something like that and it was announced as a cage match people would be like oh my god it's a cage match this is gonna be brutal this is gonna be really good have cage matches kind of lost their sort of aura or their spark of being that that sort of sort of brutal does it need to be I'd love them to go down the sort of strap match or like some some sort of thing like that, but I don't know if I don't know if that's something that they would be able to, you know, uh, be able to go with. I don't know if the corporate side of WWE would enjoy a dog collar match or something like that. But it needs to it needs to be something brutal and it needs to be something final because I love Brock Lesnar and I'm a big Cody Rhodes fan, but I don't need to see them go at it after the the end of their trilogy. Yeah. Johnny, what do you think of the whole uh, Lesnar Rhodes three match? So Les Lesnar Rhodes three, I'm I'm ha absolutely happy to see. But like Stu said, after that, I 
don't need to see it again. And I think that it should be uh, to finish it off a three stages of hell match. I know we haven't seen one in a, in a in a little bit, so I would uh, I'd like to see that. And while we're on the World Heavyweight Championship, who do you think Rollins is fighting at SummerSlam? As the obviously Damien Priest might get involved at some point, but let's just say the match that they have that they build up, that build up for the show. What do we think we're going to have? Yes, there's there's already quite a few matches that are like penciled in, isn't there? I, I think they've mm. got eight that they potentially want to go with, and and that one of them is not the World Heavyweight Championship. So, who he faces? Uh, I mean, to keep it interesting, it it kind of I feel like it needs to be one of the Judgment Day. But does okay. Finn get another go? Could it could it be Dom? I like I I don't know. It has to be Dom. Throw it yeah. to Dom. I, Dirty I, Dom I, needs it. And because I can just see because like you and then you've obviously got the the priest aspect again. But um, mm. just in regards to your your original question as well, I do think we see um. Cody versus Rollins again, but not for the maybe for the World Heavyweight Championship, but not in this run that Seth is currently on with it. If that makes sense, okay, yeah, and no, that makes sense. Yeah, do you think maybe uh, redoing SummerSlam 2016 that's the demon Finn Balor against Seth Rollins? Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean. Is there really anyone else other than, obviously, I know we just said Dom, but anyone other than Finn that's ready to go for it right now? There's no that's not one Cody that, or Brock. There's, there's that no already... one that makes, makes sense in... So, because you, you could look at everyone on Raw and, you know, just if, I don't know, if, if it was announced after a bit of a, a bit of back and forth or something like that, that, you know... The Miz was getting a title shot, something like that. People wouldn't be shocked at that. The same as if Bobby Lashley returned and got a title shot, people wouldn't mm -hmm. be shocked by it. But it becomes really inevitable that they aren't going to win that title because there's been no build to it. At least if yeah. it's Finn, there is that little bit of actually it, he could win it. They're not the WWE aren't going to swerve it by announcing you know, in two weeks' time, then that it's going to be the Miz versus Seth, and then the Miz wins it. Like, that's just not... Yeah. They're not going to do that. And, I mean, I suppose, kind of like I said as well, every every other big player is kind of doing something else. Like, obviously, like we just said, Brock's with Cody. Uh, obviously, you've got Drew McIntyre and Gunther as well, but they're going to be yeah. probably fighting against each other. So, I, I kind of feel yeah. like it has to fall to one of the Judgment Day. If you just joined us, I'm also on live. And uh, hello there, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us. We are talking about all things wrestling on Snapbacks and Beards Live. And uh, Lariat Wrestling has said that he is bored of seeing Brock Lesnar. Um, I must say, I kind of agree because it's like, oh, um, here we go again. Like, yeah, I kind of agree because what, what what is there that he's doing that stands out now? It's like, oh, look, he's uh, attacking Cody Rhodes and it just doesn't seem like Brock has a storyline really apart from just turn up when he wants. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and we I mean, said yeah. before about Brock, Brock actually, he won't win this feud with Cody in any way, shape or form. He's not going to do it, but Brock does need 
a couple of wins because it is becoming a little bit like, oh, Brock's back. He's a big deal. Oh, Brock's lost. That's what usually happens. Like that. He's still got yeah. that mystique about being a massive draw because he is. But the kind of, you know, we get the big fanfare when he returns and list all his accomplishments and how deadly he is. And then he goes and loses four matches in a row. You're like, well, yeah. is it, it, beating Brock a big thing anymore? I think, sorry, I think Brock does win this feud against Cody. I think they push Cody down to, so he can proper repeat Dusty's hard times, fallen on hard times, like has to mm. literally scratch and claw his way back to the top by the time Mania 40 comes around again. I think Brock does win this feud. There's only one person that's got hard times, though, isn't there? So I don't know if they can run that back with with someone else. So there's already one hard time yeah. storyline going on right now. Hard times with Dominic is, um, <laughs> you know, nobody knows hard times truly more than Dominic Mysterio. Um, that is true. You know, poor lad, poor guy. Um, but one of the uh, highlights of Raw, which I think was quite unexpected, obviously an unexpected turn from Shayna Baszler, but then Ronda comes out to um, no reaction. But then now comes obviously Shana with... Uh, it, Shayna has a theme song now, which is not quite like the uh, NXT one, which obviously I should should bring that back. But um, she cuts a very yeah, she cuts a very good promo. I mean, I've never really heard her speak too much, so she's always had this, I guess, but I've never really paid attention. So, what do we rec- what do you make of this? Because um, she uh, wiped the floor with Ronda. <laughs> oh, it was the absolute promo of Shayna Baszler's life. Now, I don't know if she's, if she's been, like you said, I don't know if she's been in classes or if she's always had this, but she delivered. And it almost, like, the things she was saying to Ronda, like, oh, you just walked into WrestleMania. I had to, like, again, scratch and claw just to get my name in the door at NXT. Um, I don't know, maybe there was some sort of, like, truth behind it and she could almost play it off as oh well we're just we're just acting right now and i don't know maybe it is better when you're talking to someone that is genuinely a close friend of yours to to do it with but yeah mm-hmm. absolute props off to shana bays the promo of her life yeah definitely. what do you think Stu? yeah I, I think it's it's definitely easier to to have a promo where there's realism in it, like I mean, I would guess because we know Shayna and Ronda are really good friends and all this sort of stuff. I doubt that Shayna does, you know, hold a grudge against Ronda, but mm. what she is saying is true. Ronda was a megastar in UFC and walked into WWE without, you know, without any real issue. Shayna had to work really hard to get there, so that is that is truth, and that that's probably something that is easy to for her to talk about in in that sense rather than trying to make up some sort of promo i suppose but yeah i've i've always said that shayna on the main roster could be massive if she was nxt shayna and hopefully i i think whether they do you know whatever they they've got planned for this feud and matches and you know all that stuff i think shayna wins this because i think ronda's going to be done soon I think. Yeah, I well, think I was going to ask that. Do you think? Um, do you think WrestleMania? Do you think she'll be gone long before WrestleMania happens, uh, Johnny? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do, I do. Um, mm. There, there are. I, so, is that? I'm not sure when her contract runs out. Is is it WrestleMania? Is it? Do we know? Because 
I know. I mean, I'm head. starting to wonder if the reason why they've pushed this match to now is because it expires after like SummerSlam or something, and that's why they're doing it now. That's to have Ronda get that win over. I think. Uh, that, that, that's what I'm thinking. I, I think it might be done as early as that, and I don't think we'll we'll see her after that. I've, whether there's any truth behind it, I've seen online that she wants to retire, but I don't know if there's any truth behind that. Yes, that's 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 what I've seen. But I did also see, um, and again, you can never never be a hundred percent on dirt sheets and stuff like that. Um, that if she hadn't have got injured when she broke her wrist or arm or hand or whatever she broke, and you know, there's a she would have been done before now, but they uh, they extended part of of matches and things that she missed through that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You know, I don't know if, yeah, like you say, maybe she is. Maybe we get the get the fight pit at SummerSlam, and she rides off into the sunset from that. I I don't know. What what happened to Ronda? Because like it feels like there's a totally different person to the one who we had in 2019 when it was main event in WrestleMania, and you know the match with Stephanie and Triple H. To this one, what happened there? Is it just because she's been given more TV time or? I, I I don't know, and I I don't know if it's a case of that she doesn't actually really want to be there anymore. She's just contract contractually obliged to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I that, that that would be a guess that I would have maybe. Okay. I I, uh, I, I was going to say, and this is going to be this is going to be a really weird comparison, but hear me she's out. Nothing like, <laughs> she's nothing like Wardlow. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> hear me out okay it's a little it almost feels a little bit like the cm punk situation in the sense of i don't think ronda wants to be there and she can't not can't be bothered but she's you know she's winded down she isn't that fast but she's not got the ability to half-ass and put on a really good promo and a really good match. When Punk wanted out but couldn't get out, he still had the ability to put on a match and a promo. So fans don't mm-hmm. turn on that because they're still getting good quality wrestling. That and that that'd be how I would see it potentially. And that just shows a level of professionalism between the the two comparisons you just made there as well. And mm-hmm. it just yeah, I I think she like you've just said as well, Stu. I I think she just doesn't want to be there. She's just contractually obliged to. Yeah, yeah. It certainly does get that vibe of just showing up for work and like not really caring. Um, I have a question actually from Lariat Wrestling. It goes back to the Judgment Day here, but we're just there saying, how would you guys? How do you see him cashing in? What do you think he'll do? Do we have an extended? Cash in like WrestleMania, or what's going to happen with Damien Priest with the uh, now, money in the bank? I do have an idea, and okay. I can't take credit for this. This is something that I saw Santi book on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen it, but full credit to Santi. Shout out to him. I'm sure he probably doesn't listen, but if you do, shout out Santi. Um, <laughs> he said so. Priest said to Finn, he promised him that he would never cash in on him. Keep that keep that promise finn wins the uh heavyweight title eventually has he could have a three month four month five month run with it that whole time finn's getting even more and more paranoid that um damien will cash in on him uh to the point where he brings jd mcdonough in 
to keep an eye over him every time he's in his matches, defending his title, etc. And eventually his paranoia gets to the better of him and he does lose it. This whole time, Damien's never cashed in on him. But the second he loses it, Priest comes in and cashes in and takes the belt. That's what I would want to see yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I don't know how I would exactly exactly book it, but as I've said pretty much every time we talk about the judgment day, I do not want to see the judgment day split up. Not yet anyway. Mm. I'd I'd like another 18 months out of them. If you know, if not longer. I I, I don't see the point in splitting up factions for the for the sake of it. Um yeah. I, I do think that Priest will cash in and he will win the World Heavyweight title. Um, yes. But yeah, I think it, it's getting to that getting to that point, like like you say, where we don't want the Judgment Day to split up, so he can't really cash in on Finn. But, you know, and again, do you know what? Even... I'd hate him. I'd hate it to be he used as a tr transitional champion. But we've got the Miz again, haven't we? Like, like you said, why run back Santi's uh, like storyline and and his idea, and yeah, have have the Miz versus Balor, and there be some miscommunication because Balor is paranoid as hell, and just have Miz roll him up, like you know, so, something like that, and, and and take the title. But yeah, I I don't want to see the Judgment Day split up anytime soon, but I do want to see Priest as World Heavyweight Champion, and I do think he will cash in and, and win the world title at some point. And do you know what, as well, with what you were, sorry, with what you were saying there, The Miz is the perfect person because The Miz knows what's best for business, and if he gets told, look, I need you to win the World Heavyweight title, but then get cashed in on instantly, he'd be like, okay, cool. If that's, if, yeah, if yes, that's what needs yes, to happen, that's what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and also just imagine them little, you know, in in the maybe the lead up that maybe announce it for a pay per view or something like that. And in the lead up to that pay per view, the snarky little comments that the Miz can make about the Judgment Day and about Damien and about you know about all this stuff like that can really it like make that paranoia of Balor like mm -hmm. just even more so. Yeah, yeah, and I think Damien Priest will win as well. Uh, I think uh, he definitely deserves that. I think, I mean, I would have him hold it to like the Royal Rumble or something, just because it would be nice for refreshing to see they actually hold on to the briefcase rather than getting rid of it the earliest opportunity that they have. Yeah. Um, the women's one should do the same, but I think a long, drawn out storyline like we did with the Bloodline can happen with the Judgment Day as well. Um, I mean, you could even have him cash in on Roman, being like, you know, you beat a record of a Puerto Rican, and I'm uh, getting revenge for that. You know, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I really enjoy that. Um, something else we're really enjoying is Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville, who are um, proven to be a very good tag team in the women's division. The tag team turmoil match this week, they beat everyone when they came in from the start, and every team they came up against, even though two of them were legit, like, put together on the spot. I mean, that, that's the gripe I have with this tag team division. <laughs> but they did win. I think the right team won. Yeah, I completely agree. Right team won. Love Sonia, love Chelsea. Yeah, yeah absolutely agree. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I think it was a Dana Brooke and 
Nicky Keegan Cross, Knox was that the one? Or, no, that's it. Who, yeah, it was, there was Emma and Nicky Cross. And... That's it, yeah. There was some combination of those four women, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Dana Brooke, Nikki Cross, Emma, and Tegan Knox. So what, some sort of combination. Yeah. <laughs> and then Indy Hartwell didn't even get an entrance, and it just... You know, they've got three hours to kill. I'm sure an extra two minutes of her doing an entrance isn't going to eat up too much TV time. Um, and actually, I thought Katana Chance and Caden um, Carter would win because they're the other real tag team, I think, in their women's division. But no, the right team won. And do we see, again, hot potato with the tag team division, do we see the belts going on, Sonia and Chelsea? I hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I-, I hope so at some point, but not at the minute. J- just because of the hot potato situation. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. I-, I just... You know, I don't. I I just don't. I don't like too many hot potato situations because I think it makes it so. It dilutes it um, for me. But I do think they'll win them at at some point. And whether that's, you know, if they want to then look for a character refresh for Liv or Raquel and have one of them turn heel or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I, I would predict that they would get. um, They will get the titles at some point. And. And I just think it'd be great as well. You can just imagine Chelsea going backstage to Adam Pearce. Like, do you not know who I am? I'm Chelsea Green. I am one half of the women's tag team champions. You need to get me my Swiss chocolate or whatever it is that she wanted that time. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just think it'd be great. Oh, yeah, she deserves her own locker room. You know, needs her own T-shirt. As soon as she gets the T-shirt out, I am purchasing that. Same. No <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah. Um, Actually, there's three women's segments I want to discuss here. So the next one is uh, the Alpha Academy and the Viking Raiders. Maxine Dupree gets the pin for Alpha Academy. Um, From the brief spell that we saw of Maxine, do we see them trying to make her like taken seriously as a women's wrestler? What do we see with uh, Maxine Dupree? She, she, uh, this is sound really harsh, or potentially sound really harsh. She reminds me of a little bit more technically gifted version of Lana. Like I, I, I think right. that there, there probably is something there, but how seriously could she be taken, you know, moving, moving forward, like they're going to have to put a lot of work into that character, that character build up. And we know how quick they can change their mind on minds on certain things because i still think if you mm. put um not even against someone that i was you know a, a dominating um female competitor but if, if you put if you put maxine dupree in a match against you know probably 50 percent of the of the women's locker room at the minute if she, it would be a shock if she beat them um so, but I I think it's there. There's something there, and they they're clearly investing a lot in her at at, at the minute. But mm. I, I we I also feel that you know they're very instant gratification is something that they like very much. And if they have the opportunity to get you know someone else coming in that is already a star, then that's you know they're going to get pushed quicker than Maxine mm. potentially. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, I guess, I guess, I, I don't actually know. I don't know her background. I don't know. Is is she actually a professional wrestler? Is she a valet? Like, what was she actually bought in from, from before? I mean, I think the potential's definitely there, and I would like to see her grow and become a decent superstar. But it's a lot like Stu said. They want, they want to see the, uh, they want to reap the rewards almost instantly, don't they? And that can't always happen. It depends how much time and dedication. They want to put into her. I don't know if if Chad Gable obviously he he can train people. I don't know if if his word holds any weight. Like leave her with me, I'll get her to where she needs to be, sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I do know that um, WWE very high on bringing in collegiate athletes, as they call them, and she of course was signed in 2022. So she obviously has some kind of athletic background there, which I guess if you see the likes of Tiffany Stratton and people like that. Maybe she has that in her and she just, you know, hasn't been given the chance yet because the character she plays was not really meant to show that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what what have we seen really? So like, I, I guess it's almost a bit too early to tell a, cu a couple of arm drags, a, a German and a roll up, I think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. may, maybe maybe we need to see a bit more. I, I just think if they're, and it might be slight bias potentially, but if they were going to, push a you know a quote unquote valet into more of a performing role um i would like to see that push happen to scarlet before we see it happen to oh, maxine yes. dupree yeah because scarlet mm -hmm. can go and she is very good yeah i would love that absolutely would not complain about that at all uh, <laughs> <love> scarlet here <laughs> um but we have a match that's up next, and you know, no one really cares about it. It's Natalia against Rhea Ripley. Um, Whoa, what do you mean, no one really cares about it? Apparently, I listened to David LaGreca saying that this was one of the best matches of Natty's career. Um, what do we think about that statement? That, that Ma was a harsh statement. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, Natty came out the door fighting. She she came out the door looking like she had something to prove. And she she genuinely now they would never do this because of who she is, but she looked like she was fighting for her place on that woman's roster in that match. Mm -hmm. And yeah. she didn't disappoint one bit. No. Mm. I mean I, I know it, it begs the question why we couldn't get that at like Knight of Champions or at Crown Jewel or wherever, like, you know. Well, exactly. Yeah, Natalia has this uh, thing, what she does, where she had a match with Ronda last year for the women's title, and that was, um, again, sure that she is very good. Um, obviously, I think there's more of a competitive roster now. Natalia's been through the Divas era. She's been through all of that. And I think now she's sort of had to up her game as well because, you know, she's got the whole, well, I'm Jim Neidhart's daughter. And that, that's only going to get you so far, and I think she's really start to take that role of being the locker room leader. Well, I don't want to say more seriously, but it feels like there's a um, a level up from Natalia now in the last year or so, I think. Yeah. Okay, good, yeah. good go for that. But you know, she was never going to win that match. Mammy always yeah, comes out on top. We know yes. this. Yeah. Was, um, there, was there not a split second where you thought she? Oh, oh, hang on. No. <laughs> Although, again, no. again, what a DDT. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> there is no exactly. one that sells that DDT better. I'm telling you. Do we see Natalia ever getting one more title run? 
maybe in NXT as well, maybe or something like that. Maybe NXT, but not not main not roster. Main roster. It, 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 she would be, it would be a, another perfect one to go down to, go down to NXT because I I would I would predict, and you know I could be could be wrong, but they they will have, and or if they haven't, they'd be stupid not to earmark Natty for a trainer role when she finishes. Like absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. you know what what perfect. Well, what more of a perfect way to to go about that than that? You know, Natty goes down to NXT. She can part time it a little bit, so she can do a bit of behind the scenes stuff. She could win the NXT Women's Title. She'd be credible. Hold it for three, four, five months. Then you have the next big person that they want on NXT to beat Natty. You know, they're going to be seen as fairly legit straight away, aren't they? It it, it makes sense that way to me. I'd quite actually like to see. Now I don't know if you boys would, but Natty versus Tiffany Stratton. I think that that could be a fairly decent match, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that has to happen. Really, it has to be one of the next things that I think maybe at WrestleMania weekend, similar to Ron Breaker against Dolph Ziggler, have maybe Tiffany fight someone like Nat- Natalia or someone along that line of like you know wrestling, like a veteran on the main roster, and she would do that as well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, agreed. Or again, she could be a she could be a transitional champ. She should, could be someone that wins it and then gets cashed in on, on almost instantly on the main roster. I could see that happening for her as well. To be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Adil also says Natalia needs to be a trainer at the PC. Yeah, we've just been seeing that. Very true. Um, she has to. She's definitely WWE for life, uh, Natalia. I don't think there's any doubt that uh, she would go anywhere else. Um. But we also have, um, oh, that was the last part of the women's side of wrestling today. But uh, Rhea, of course, dominating as always. And uh, do we see her breaking Bianca's record, Stu? I'll ask that. How about that? So I I would love to see it. I just don't know. Are they going to have someone break Bianca's record like so soon after Bianca broke the record herself? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, I think yeah. it's quite it's a difficult one to do. Um, you know, it would be like whoever whoever uh ends up beating Gunther then just going straight on and winning the you know, being the, the IC champ for and breaking Gunther's record. It's just it, it seems unlikely, but if anyone's gonna do it, then Rhea will do it. Because of the way yeah. she's been she, the way she's been built up and you know how credible that that is but as much as much as as much as i'd love to see it i i just don't think i think timing will be against her for it um but it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if they if they did something else with with ria in terms of making her even more credible or even more of a you know of a star than than what she is um you know, mm. it, even I don't think they'd do it because they didn't let Brock do it. But why couldn't she enter the enter the rumble and try and win it? How Brock did, and it, even even if she doesn't, then go on and win it. She's the first woman that's done that, and that's that's like a, do you know what I mean? Like that's a a feather in her cap for for making her look look legit in in that way. 
Um, but I don't really think that there's many records that she can she can break in this title run because of how they've fallen just recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what she could do that would be pretty cool? She could enter the Rumble, but she could be that sure of herself that she enters at number one but puts her belt on the line. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it still come out on top at the end. I'm more more than happy with that. But it'd be it'd be something pretty cool to see. To yeah. be like, I'm I'm that sure of myself that I can take these 29 other women. I mean, to be fair, that could be uh, that could almost be like the perfect storyline for EO Sky. Yeah. Rhea enters herself at next year's Rumble at number one and says, "That's it." Ta- Come on, then. I will take you all on. And she beats everybody and then is cashed in on at the end of the Rumble. But when then she's, she's, won, she, she's, she's won, won the Rumble, the Rumble. So she's, got, she's got the yeah. title shot at WrestleMania. Yeah. She, mm-hmm. But then, she, then she's cashed in on because she is exhausted from lasting the whole Rumble. I mean, it. I don't know. It's it's Book never it, been WWE. done before. Book it's, it. It, it's, it's never been done before. So, mm. and then even, even if they then wanted to go with Rhea regaining the title at Mania. You've got EO's got what a three, four month title reign anyway, as her first title reign. Yeah. Which, you know, is isn't a bad title reign to, you know, to to, to start with if they wanted to go in that that direction. But you know, it's an option. Johnny, we have um I know you're less biased against this guy, so I'll go to you. Drippershire um, came out and uh, is challenging Logan Paul. And I guess the match happens, but is this the one where Logan Paul gets the win? Yeah, I, th- I think it is. Um, I think it's going to be a hell of a match because mm-hmm. we've seen these guys do coast to coast and hit each other in the Royal Rumble. We've seen them both jump from the ropes and land on the ladder opposite sides at the same time of each other. We've seen a very, very risky Spanish fly that almost didn't could have ended both their careers. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of high-flying shit. Um, I think they're both very, very talented at what they do, and I can't wait to see this match. But yes, I do think I do think Logan Paul wins. Okay. And do we? Uh, would you really want Logan Paul to win this too? Because I know he's like the pantomime villain in this uh, in WWE he, at the moment. Yeah, but I think I think it make it, it makes sense for him to for him to win. But I did want to is. Do we think that the the fight or the beef or whatever between them was legit? Because well, that's the beauty of wrestling, isn't it? <laughs> because if 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 you listen to if you listen to Logan Paul's part on his podcast, that sounded very legit. If you listened to Ricochet's response on social media, that sounded very legit. But if you watch the like the, the exclusive that they showed on like that the WWE have shown like backstage from Money in the Bank. That looks like a very put on WWE like brawl sort of thing. like mm-hmm. that. They, they didn't look like they were swinging at at each other. Do you know what I mean? Like 
and and Logan's a big bloke. Like he he's going to swing at someone, and there's going to be going to be some force behind it. So it's it's just I just wonder what you know if, if if that's not legit, they've sold it really well for me. I mean, and and let's be honest here. We said this on on the last week's episode um, that Ricochet shouldn't have done it when he did. If Logan's pissed, he's got every single right. He's got absolutely every right to be. I know yeah. loads of people hate him, but whatever. But you got you got to say that for him. He he. If he is a genuinely pissed off about it, fair play. Yeah, because and and like we said it as well, didn't we? That's not a case of and yeah. I guess you know when do we when does Logan not become a celebrity who wrestles or doesn't become a rookie or all this stuff? But he's still very very green. He needs to be led through that on the fly situation by Ricochet. Like that Ricochet should be taking the lead on that. However, mm-hmm. I will say I guarantee they redo that spot at SummerSlam and get it right. Yeah. They do yeah. something very similar mm-hmm. to that, don't they? Yeah, absolutely agreed. Yeah. We have uh, one more match on the uh on Raw and it of course is Dominic against Seth Rollins, which Dominic loses by disqualification, which also leads to Damien Priest looked like he's about to tease a cash in, and then Finn Balor kind of costs Damien Priest because obviously it's kind of getting them even for costing them the match at Money in the Bank. Um, obviously, we've already discussed the judgment day, but let's just talk about this week on Raw. What do we think is going to happen just on this week? Are we going to have um, a full blown argument? Are we going to have the reconciliation? Like, what's what do you think is going to happen? I think we're going to slowly. I say slowly, I think we've already seen it, but I think coming very, very soon is where we see Rhea take control of the Judgment Day and actually be, in my view, she's kind of been the like the silent leader for months. But I think she she settles it down and she manages it and takes Mm -hmm. over. Um, Whether they have some sort of clear the air discussion or something, I I don't know, um, but again, I would like, like I've said, I, I don't want to see them split up anytime soon. So I hope, however they go go down, the that that they keep them keep them together. However they however they play it. Yeah. See, I, think so. I can see because I I think I think the leader probably is Finn Balor. I mean, yeah. I know it's not sort of they they don't really say that they've got a leader, but I can see Finn Balor bringing in JD McDonough very soon, and then almost being like, "Yeah, he's my, he's my right hand man in, in the Judgment Day," and that getting to Priest because Priest's like, "Well, hang on a second, what about me?" and really not liking JD McDonough being there. Yeah. Well, but if, if, let's face it: if it, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Rhea and Priest, Finn wouldn't be in the Judgment Day. That's that's true. that's where they go down, isn't it? That's yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, I've got a few comments from Lariat Wrestling and uh, Shane, and also a deal. They all say that Ricochet will uh, lose to Logan as he does need the win. Um, Adil also says that Mama Rhea will get control of her boys. Don't you worry about that. Uh, <laughs> um, also, I guess Finn Balor and Jordan Devlin. As in, you know, the name he was before JD McDonough, like they're actually friends. So yeah, yeah. There is an actual, yeah. you know, relationship there. I think um I think Finn trained him. 
Actually. Yeah, he definitely had a hand yeah. in him in, in, in his training. Yeah, they're boys. So, you know, um, but I mean, it, that could even just be, we, I've said it and if they're going to bring him in and I don't know, I, I don't think that Priest would see this as a bit of a demotion or what have you, but let's have Priest and JD win the tag titles for the Judgment Day. Like let, mm -hmm. then you've you, you know Rick Rhea as the women's champion, Damien holding the briefcase, and them two as tag champs. You know, you then just mm. have Dom beat Gunther, and then we're all we're, we're sorted for the Judgment Day to hold everything. So, mm. Mm. or what you you could what you potentially could have as maybe going forward as well is not not the Judgment Day splitting up, but um, so say Seth's got. A match and it looks like he's hurt and Damien could potentially cash in. JD McDonough not join the judgment day, but you could see Finn like whispering to JD backstage, and then you see Damien Priest laying in a heap somewhere because yeah. and he's not he's not been able mm -hmm. to go and cash in. And it turns out it is at the hands of JD McDonough. But we obviously know that, but Damien Priest doesn't know that Finn's paid him off to to go and sort him out so he can't cash in. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's so many possibilities I think in this storyline, and uh, that's what we love about it. We don't really know where it's going to go. It's not predictable. Um, Finn Balor should win the world heavyweight title. Damien Priest should win the world heavyweight title. Dominic Mysterio shouldn't Dominic win the world Mysterio heavyweight title. Shouldn't win it. Um, <laughs> and JD McDonough depends on how he's re reacted to. I guess and we don't know what people are going to think of him yet. Um, I still look at him as the cruiserweight champion, and I don't know if I can take him as seriously as a world heavyweight champion, but that's just my personal preference on JD. Um, but we start, we'll go to SmackDown, and uh, the show starts with a 40-minute segment of the trial of Roman Reigns. Now, before we get to the actual trial, it's 40 minutes too long for a two-hour show of one segment. Yes, if it's anywhere other than the arena it was in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. yeah. I think we, we obviously spoke about this the other day, didn't we? And I think it's really difficult because, like I've said, the I've got no issue with long segments. I've had no no real issue with Reigns' title run and all this stuff where it becomes a problem is where it becomes detrimental to other talent and if if they're doing a 40 minute seg segment that's well by by smackdown standard that's probably two matches that have missed out or at least one match that's then has to cut short for it um and carrying cross yeah yeah um mm -hmm. you know and I, I we saw no la night because, and I just think that it's if you're gonna do it, that is where it becomes quite risky because you you know you you start to not be able to use talent that you should be able to be to use if you're going to do 40 minute segments. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, I'm sure as I'm sure we'll talk about as per a wonderful segment, pure cinema, but 40 minutes, and it wasn't the last we saw of them. Mm. Yeah. yeah, like you mentioned earlier, I've been left out. As we saw, he was on an exclusive on uh, WWE.com or YouTube, and it's like that's where he's left for this. 
and Karrion Cross came out without an entrance, which like part of his whole thing is that incredible entrance that he has. Yeah. And you know, his music played, and I guess people in Madison Square Garden got to see it, but the fans at home didn't, and that's like part of his thing. So, you know, you're deprived of that. And I mean, I think they had was it three matches, maybe four. Oh no, they didn't even have a women's match. No, that, that there you go. So they didn't have a women's match either. Um, and because of this segment, which again, I know it's an important start storyline, but um, I think there's rumors that it went over that what it was meant to and i'm surprised at that because i thought i didn't think the usos and roman would be them kind of people who would let their storyline or their segment go over time mm. so um that's the issue didn't they have the first 40 minutes and then the last 20 minutes so at, they had an hour of a two-hour show Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't mm -hmm. think how long the last uh, they, they had at least 10 at the end. I don't know how long it, it was exactly, but yeah, yeah. and that, that that's a lot of you know, if, if, if you go back to you know, we always harp on about the, the attitude error and the early ruthless aggression error and stuff. You, you, yeah. you, you know, we used to see like Stone Cold, for example, would have probably three or four segments, but they'd be like a two three minute thing backstage and then he'd cut a promo in the ring and then you'd see him back like it's not consistent like screen time um yeah and i think that that is an issue for me mm -hmm. yeah and like the segment is good but there's a way to do it and having it like an entire segment an entire storyline chapter in one day when normally it's spread over two or three weeks. Bit of a shame. Yeah. But we'll just cover the whole segment of that now. So obviously go to the end of the show. And then we have Jey Uso, who the Roman, we thought he was going to make him the tribal chief. And he's, you know, he's crying. Like, I mean, he is very good at acting. They managed to make himself cry like that. That's, you know, that's no crocodile tears. He did that himself. That's credit yeah. him for being able to do that. And then, of course, it gives Jay a low blow, which I think everyone can see is coming. And then right at the end, we see that Jay has the title, and now he wants Roman at SummerSlam, which, of course, that's going to happen. Do we think this is going to be a standard match, or is this going to be a street fight or something? Because they've been in Hell in a Cell matches, they've done all that, and this is such a personal match where, like, having DQ involved or potential counter just seems a bit cheap. So do we think this might be an ODQ match or something? I think any sort of stipulation probably helps Jey Uso more than it does Roman. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, a, a street fight would be quite interesting, actually. I'd, I'd be down to see a street fight between those two. And like, like I say, yeah. it, it, it helps Jay more than it helps Roman. Yes. Yeah. But then, I mean, you say it helps jay more than it helps roman it essentially legalizes any any interference from solo but it also does from jimmy as well i'd much rather have solo looking after my back than i would jimmy oh yeah uh, that 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 i can't <laughs> and, argue with and, that, uh, and, and that's no disrespect to jimmy Uso whatsoever but the way they have built built up solo you're, i you, can't see that that's you know you're right you're right but we we don't know 
at, by the time SummerSlam comes around, which which side Solo's standing on. That's true. That's a very good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he could even change at SummerSlam. SummerSlam's one of their big four, isn't it? So you've got to have yeah. you've got to have big shit happen. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is an exciting time. I think that'll be the main event. You've got to imagine yeah. that that'll be the main event yeah. of the show yeah, without yeah. doubt. Yeah. Uh, but as I say, there was there was some wrestling on this show, not uh, enough. But uh, I guess the biggest match was made. Obviously, we had Austin Theory defending the United States title against Sheamus. Um, is there anything you want to say about this match before we move on to the uh, Grayson Waller effect? Yeah. Well, do you want to go straight first? Uh, well, I, I was just saying, not not necessarily anything about the the match. The match was, you know, fine. Austin Theory is pretty good at what he does, and Sheamus is wrestling better than he has it. You know, these last three years have been better than anything he's ever done. But how good has this title run been for Austin Theory? Like, I, I don't, I just, do you know what I mean? I, he, he no one will admit this, but the Austin theory under Vince McMahon was better than this one. Absolutely. Absolutely was. You know, he beat, he beat Cena at Mania in a, you know, a poor match. Let's be honest. It wasn't great. I just, if you, if you compared this title run to Gunther's title run, I know they're completely different superstars and all this stuff, but it's chalk and cheese, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And I, I just don't, I don't see Austin theory was like, was already here, was already at a good level. He's probably been enhanced a little bit by his title run, but he's not been enhanced as big as what you'd probably like to think after having a 200 plus day U S title run for me at the minute i think he needs something else he needs his phone back that's what he needs he needs <laughs> that that's what you know that's that that was great that was really good yeah i don't um i don't disagree um i think for anything that theory's doing right now in wwe he does like the the people he's fighting etc he doesn't need that belt around his waist you could let someone well LA night, but you could let yeah. someone else you could let someone else have it. Um the match itself, I've only got one sort of bone to pick, and that's with Seamus. He had Butch and uh Ridge there. He didn't need I don't know which one of Pretty Deadly it was. He didn't need to give the bro kick to Pretty Deadly, the the guy from Pretty Deadly that it was. He could have just yeah. given it to Theory and then we'd have a new United States champion. That that's the only only bone I've got to pick. Seamus broke it the wrong person when it was unnecessary to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Seamus is someone who I look at as he's just, he's not an enhancement guy, but he's on the wrong show. Like, if Seamus wins the United States Championship, I'm just like, well, you've done it before. Like, it, it's not, mm. yeah. it's, it's not the right belt. He's on the wrong show. And WWE know that. <laughs> they did that deliberately. Like, um, but that, but that seems weird because he's a because he's a hunter guy. Seamus tra- yes. used to train mm. in the gym with Triple H. Like he's he's a Trips guy, so it seems weird that Trips would be trolling him and being like, "No, nah, you ain't going. You're not not going on the same yeah. brand as the IC title." Going to give props to Seamus for that, by the way, because he knew that um, if he gets on Triple H's good side, he'll be. You know, yeah. at the top, and within five months, he's world champion. So, like that, uh, shows he knew exactly what he was yeah. doing. Yeah, 
<laughs> Gotta give yeah. him credit for that. Um, so we have the Grayson Waller effect with Edge as the guest. And this is Grayson Waller's uh, second interaction in 10 days with a third interaction, if you want to class Logan Paul as a big, big name star. Uh, Logan Paul, John Cena, and Edge have all been uh, interacting with Grayson Waller in recent weeks. So Grayson Waller comes out and kind of says, uh, you know, this is Edge's time to retire. You know, but just uh, he just announced it. Come on, that's what you're here for, right? And then it turns out that actually Grayson Waller is having his first match on SmackDown against Edge. And uh, what do we make of this match? Because I personally thought it was uh, fantastic. And it really shows Grayson Waller's future is very bright, but also Edge, you know, he can still go. And the thing I loved as well is when Grayson, we were, oh, sorry, I will get to the match in a sec, when Grayson said, oh yeah, look, he's, he's going to retire. He, he actually said, I'm not retiring, which makes me think this go round when they get to Toronto on the 18th of August isn't Edge's last. I think he goes again until the next time. I, I think we see Edge at, at Mania 40, and I hope we do. I think he mm -hmm. goes for the next time they come around to Toronto. I reckon he's got another year at least, which I'm obviously absolutely grateful for. And, yeah, just to sort of mimic your comments, Johnny, Grayson Waller's great. Edge is great. They had a great match. Um, yeah. The I, I loved the set up for it's what is it called it's the, it's the something stunner isn't it the, the, oh, i can't think what he calls it I think that's name, but, but he i i just wrote wrote this down actually and i'll let you come back in a second Johnny, but waller needs a new finisher purely because that finisher doesn't make sense and the reason it doesn't make sense is we saw the reason why it doesn't make sense he edge had edged out the air. Well, well, not that he had edge down, and it's not like he then climbs up to the top rope to then go do a move. He had edge down. He left the ring. He walked halfway up the ramp. He ran back in the ring to go do a move and got taken out. Like he, that's a lot of time to give someone time to recover. I just don't think the move yeah. makes sense. I mean, As, it, you know. It wouldn't look it the same beautiful. if he just did that. It wouldn't look the same if he just did that that flip in the ring and then did the stunner, would it? <laughs> no, 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 he's got to do something. But, but it, I just think he needs. I think he needs something. He needs no, something I, better than that. I agree. It does have a very long setup for uh, well, a payoff that didn't happen. Like we said, Edge just just picked him out of the air. But um, yeah, yeah, I I, I love the match. I thought it was a great match. Um, Adil says he's not completely sold on Grayson yet, and. Uh, Marius also says that the hey Waller, you swam and the mic throw was very cold. Yeah. Um, so I'll tell you what I think. I th I think what his finishing move could be. Do you remember that reversal on prettier that he did? Yes. Yeah. yeah that right, looks so that clean. Was, that was so very clean. good. And if he wants to do a finishing move, that should be it. Absolutely. Absolutely. My issue with the with the run out the ring, rolling, jumping, flipping, stunner thing is and I guess you could probably, you know, this might be a list I make, actually, because there are probably loads of finishes that are like it. But in a nutshell, you need to keep your opponent down for longer than three seconds to then go and set up your finishing move. So if you've already kept them mm -hmm. down for longer than three seconds, why are you not pinning them? Like, it just, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, if, you, if you're hitting a move that keeps them down and then you go away, why are you not pinning them after that move that you've hit? I've just got 
two things one just back to that move there must have been some trainer down in nxt that was doing that because austin theory also dived through the rope like that to do a drop kick so there's a, a, a trainer down in nxt that is to blame for for this but um was it did you say it was lariat or adil who said the uh the um you swam was uh and the mic drop was cold that was lariat yeah what was also very cold was the the look into the hard cam that Edge did once he gave him the spear. Yes, um, yeah, that, that, was, was, that was great. That was like an old, you know, the yeah. edge of old almost. There, and I liked, I did like that. It was very good. Um, one of the questions I do have for you is, who's got a brighter future, Austin Theory or, or Grayson Waller? Oh, right now. Right now, at this minute, I'm going to say Austin Theory because he is already making, he's already slightly making moves. I know that potentially goes back a little bit on, on what I said earlier, but he's already been in big matches. He's already, we've already seen bits that we can do at the minute. Yeah, Grayson Waller had a really good match against Edge. But we don't know what else he can do. We don't know what other matches and what else he can put on. So I would side with theory as of now. Ask me that in six months, and we'll see where I'm at. Yeah, I'd I'd be inclined to agree with theory as well. And the, the only sort of thing that I can draw from is that WWE obviously see stuff in Grayson Waller. They obviously see stuff in Austin Theory, but they let theory now you don't need the win to get to get the rub and to get noticed but they let theory beat john cena and edge within 48 hours of each other and they didn't let grayson waller beat edge Mm -hmm. and that's that's literally all i'm drawing from at this moment in time but again like Stu said ask me in six months i might have a different answer Mm mm-hmm yeah, I, I think theory is the option you'd have to go for at the moment, just because he's done more that you know you haven't seen enough of Grayson Waller, I guess. But I really enjoy what I see from Grayson Waller so far. But again, he has only shown that he's very charismatic. He's obviously very athletic as well. Um, but on the main roster, showing that athletic side and doing that finishing move that he has isn't always um, the same response as he gets on NXT. So. You know, he might need to change his character slightly to make it work on the main roster. Um, but I think he's got more charisma than Austin Theory. At least that's what I'm seeing at the moment. Mm. But, but again, I, this goes back to what I said earlier. Theory with his phone was very charismatic. Yes. Or he, he had a shit-eating grin and he was really annoying, but that was the whole point. Like, so, if Theory can do it. It's just, mm-hmm. he's, yeah, there's been that change for change for him but yeah we'll we'll see where where they both end up in i i i think the rumble will be a really good telling point because like you say i i don't think either of them will win the rumble but like you say there's within a short short period of time waller has had interactions with cena and edge and logan paul and stuff like that so they've got something for him or they, they they see something in him and again, like you say, in four, in a forty-eight hour time period, Theory beats Cena and Edge. So they've got there, and and he's been US champ for two hundred days. So they've there's something there for him. So yeah, give it yeah. give it another sort of four or five months or whatever, and that might be a good handle at where they're both at. 
And I was also just thinking, Theory's also beaten Seth. He's beaten Bobby Lashley. So he, he's beaten other former world champions as well. well. And one that currently is the world champion. But um, he, he has beaten these guys. So he's beaten Sheamus. Uh, yeah. But mm. I suppose in the same breath, Grayson hasn't had the opportunity yet. No. So. Yeah. Got a question from Carl here. What happened to Odyssey Jones? The best thing happened to Odyssey Jones. We didn't see him again. <laughs> he was dropped at a row. Um, I remember that, and that's the last image I've ever seen of him. Yeah. So, uh, don't know. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Sorry, Carl. Yeah. Um, I was going to say. Uh, so, talk about Grayson Waller. Oh yeah. So I feel like as well. I think about Grayson Waller is because of where he's from, and they'll want to appeal to an Australian market. Oh, yeah. I feel yeah. like that's another reason why you might see a lot of him on the main roster because he is obviously from a, a part of the world which they want to get more attention to. Similar to Inga Share, where, you know, again, I think there's a premium live event in India at some point soon. That's why they're going to be on TV a lot more to help with that, you know, that culture as well. So I think uh, Austin Theory is an American lad and there's plenty of American wrestlers. So I think that's why he might get the rub more because of mm. his nationality. Yep. Yeah. You know, just to get to that market. Um, especially if they do a PLE in Australia soon, which I know they've been rumoured to look at it at least at some point. So uh, just be aware of the, uh, you know, watch watch out for the Australian uh, PLE soon. Hopefully it comes and he'll definitely have a major role in that. I mean, I, 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 I know it's like uh, potentially a long way off and probably a bit cliche and stuff like that but surely if you're going to do a a ple in australia you do SummerSlam or you bring back bash at the beach surely because it's mm. a beach in australia like sh surely you do that 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 makes sense to me would you have now i'm going to ask johnny this question because i know what your answer is going to be Stu. um but would you have ria headline it johnny you have to really, don't you? I think so. Obviously, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I Am I really that she predictable? Is, she <laughs> is the biggest star, biggest Australian star. Like you have to. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Grayson Wallace to open the show for the United States title or something, or maybe the yeah. World Heavyweight Championship, something along those lines. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much the SmackDown coverage. Well, of course, we had, we did have my boy Elliot Knight on. SmackDown, he did appear on the uh, before or after segment of the show. I'm not sure which one it was. And Hit Row came out, trash talking New York, which that really didn't go too well. No one really cared. But then Elliot Knight comes down and takes them out by himself. And it was a short one. New York, with everybody saying Elliot Knight. And he left the ring. Short but sweet. But no one takes Hit Row seriously in any yeah. way, shape or form. <laughs> So, but it's just a shame that uh, that's what, all we got from him this week. Um, but what, the one thing I did notice, the interesting start was on the YouTube channel, that was the second most viewed segment on the entire SmackDown. So yeah. that's what I wanted to bring that up for, because I thought he's not even on the show and he's gotten more views than the rest of the show. Yeah, and that 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 says about his popularity, doesn't it? And then, I mean, whether it's a 
it's announced or done in in uh, in that sort of way. But he's mm. going to have a face turn very soon, isn't he? Because he's yeah. already pretty, it's already there. It's just it's it's not officially happened yet, is it? But that may be when mm. we start seeing him versus Austin Theory potentially. Yeah. Well, we do have uh, again um, a deal comments here saying. He doesn't get hit row anymore with that swerve they lost. I think we've said that before. Like Swerve Strickland kind mm. of uh, was the big star in that group, and without yeah. him, they're you know struggling a bit. I'm not saying Ashanti Adonis is a bad wrestler. Um, uh, you know he's he's all right. Uh, I don't think Top Dollar is as bad as Michael Cole will tell you, but I think he's just had unfortunate moments in the ring. But um, yeah, I think I think they could do good merch. You know, they've got that sort of style, which I think could be good merch sellers, but they haven't got any yet. I, I, I just see it as Hit Row are less talented Street Profits. Yeah, much less. But that, that that's works. essentially mm -hmm. that that's essentially what they are. Um they're a they're a B Tech crime time, aren't they? Really? Let's be mm. let's be fair. Like <laughs> That. It's crime time. Brooklyn. They were so good. Um, so the other question I've got, and it falls more down to the AW side, and um, it's not specifically about Collision as such. It's to do with the ratings for Collision. Uh, when it started, were quite good, and they have crept down the last couple of weeks. The question I have for you guys, really, is does that even matter anymore? Like, do ratings really matter? When it comes to wrestling shows, I guess not. I think people are just going to want to watch what they want to watch. Um, you've got these—I say you've got these two companies out here, com the two bigger companies out here competing against each other. They're—they're they're not really like AEW are, are out here and they're—they're they're making waves and they're making movements and they're doing great stuff, but they're—they're they're not WWE and and they never will be. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, so I I don't think they matter so much. I think AEW have got enough shows um, where they can add all the ratings together and probably be quite happy with that result. Mm -hmm. So I think I think it depends where you're asking that question from, because as a fan ratings make absolutely no difference whatsoever if you're an mm. investing corporate business right ratings probably do matter quite a bit would you but on the flip side of that tony khan's got enough money for that not to matter but yeah if that you're, was if, what i was thinking but, but if you're mm. you know if, if you're uh i don't know if, if you're an advertising company or if you're uh you know you you want a, a slice of this action and someone presents you this show that's not drawing a lot of views your first thought is how am i making money on this but yes. like we say tony khan money isn't a isn't a problem for, for for tony khan but again as a as a businessman as much as he might have lots and lots of money and financial backing and stuff like that it's not smart to continuously hemorrhage money like mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like it's you're still losing money um but it's still i still think that collision is a is is very early days isn't it you know you can't yeah. 
and it's very different it's a very different style to dynamite so you've probably yes. got you, you you've probably got you know like eight when AEW first started there was like the catch those the casual fans that were like what what's this what like what what am i watching here you had like that then you know they get into it a bit more and and stuff like that and i think that's what you kind of see with dynamite uh sorry with collision you've got kind of like the hardcore AEW fans will probably watch it because it's part of the product but it's you then showcase that to casual fans and they're not yet quite sure what to what to make of it yes yeah that, that's very true um you're watching the show and you need to have characters that stand out and i think that's something which AEW sometimes misses the mark with where they focus on the wrestling and casual fans why they're why they're going to watch a wrestling match when there's no context to the story when they've just like flicked it on you know i think that's something which i always go back to with the, the that's why the storyline is so important yeah yeah but johnny what do you think about like do you think tony khan buys the out buys the tv time because i don't want to like criticize aw for that but i just feel like tony can do that so just avoid having the ratings matter do you think he just buys the hours so you can just yeah I, I i think he probably does but i also think like Stu said i i think he's got enough money where he doesn't really care i think if tn uh, is it tnt itv4 and maybe another channel that that show it and mm. um, if they all if they all drop tomorrow he would approach some sort of tv whoever creates the the whole tv schedule and is like here here's here's a chunk of money give me a channel call it AEW TV and we'll we'll put the, all the products on there mm -hmm. I, I i don't think he's he's above doing that if if he needed to um cuz like you say he 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 would he would end up losing money but he's got ticket sales coming in every week he sold obviously at a lower price 75 plus thousand now i think for for AEW in Wembley um I don't think their merch is as big from what I can see online for live shows. I think they have a very limited sort of stuff, what they take with them to live shows, yeah. um, mainly, mainly T-shirts and hoodies, um, not like any like mini belts or anything like that. Um, but yeah, in answer to your question, I think he does just buy out the TV time and is probably not really too over, not as worried as he potentially should be about the outcome. Mm -hmm. Very nonchalant yeah. about it. It does. It does certainly feel that way. Um, someone mentioned there. Adil mentioned that it used to be a lot more story driven, but then Tony sort of took over the creative, and that sort of went out the window a bit. Um, I haven't really noticed that. I didn't watch AW early days, but it seems to be that he had to get himself involved when he doesn't really need to be there. Like, yes, he owns the place. That doesn't mean he has to do everything. And I think. It's, it's the lack of wrestling guys that are around. That's that's yeah. his issue. Um, yeah. Obviously, JR's there, and they've obviously brought in Big Show um, and Mark Henry and stuff like that, which they're, they're experienced, knowledgeable guys, but they're experienced, knowledgeable talent. They're not bookers. They're not creative. They're not, you know, they're not these people. And, okay, they might be at some point, but if you're building a company up, and you're bringing in just a lot of inexperience that's probably not the best way to go behind the scenes um mm. but I, i've never built up a multi-million dollar company so i, I don't know um <laughs> you know, that's, uh, 
it's it's well it's all well and well and easy for me to say that sitting here but i would if i was to build up a company i would be looking at experienced heads in that area to to, to come and, and help me do that yeah yeah it's you know it's you know like um nick khan obviously is part of wwe and i think they obviously looked at when Vince Man stepped down, they must have thought, well, we need, you know, someone to lead that business side of it. Nick Khan, obviously a very experienced businessman, so they went with that while Triple H does more of the creative side. I think that's the sort of idea we're getting. And business, as they keep saying every year with WWE, is getting better and better. And ever since Nick Khan took over, um, business has, like, really, really improved there. So, you know, because yeah. he has that experience. Mm. And, and it's you know like like I say it's it's all it's all well and good with with all the money he's got and so it, it's probably not a not an issue but I I don't think it's smart business sense to hemorrhage money all the time mm-hmm. it, it just seems a bit seems a bit silly um, but yeah I'm I've not got all that money so I couldn't tell you Carl <laughs> <laughs> uh, says he does like Juice Robinson he's hilarious and more interesting than Jay White. Incorrect. <laughs> I'm not even going to answer it. I, I can't. Stu, I can't. Stu wasn't too impressed, Carl, with that. I can't, <laughs> I can't answer that. Like, oh. sorry, sorry again, Carl. <laughs> oh. um, well, uh, Tell me you haven't watched New Japan without telling me you haven't watched New Japan. <laughs> oh. You best, you best tell Carl to watch out because Stu's going to be in his comment sections in about half an hour. <laughs> hey, Carl, um, Stu might be in your comment section very soon. There. Just, uh... <laughs> uh, he, does it... think, he also thinks Jungle Boy will beat Hook. So. Oh, Everyone... the way, I, did, I watched that Jungle Boy promo and uh, it's not very good, is it? Uh... Everyone is entitled to their opinion, but I just... I, I I'm willing to give heel Jungle Boy a chance, but I I, I know I don't see it. I, mean, I still don't see it. But you you've just said it right there. You can't take it seriously. You can't be a heel and have a name like Jungle Boy. Just call yourself Jack Perry. Yeah. yeah. Like you yeah. can't you can't be a heel and be called Jungle Boy. Like, Although I am gonna miss not being able to sing to his theme song at all in because I was kind of looking forward to that part and uh, oh, I'm so glad we're not gonna have to put up with that. That's so good. It's one of the best things about all in now. That nonsense. It's about the best thing in AW. How about this tag team with MGF and Michael and uh, Michael Cole? MG <laughs> <That's even laughs> MGF and Adam Cole, Johnny. What, what do we think of this? I mean it is like it is like you've been sent to the it's like adam cole is the older brother that's been sent to the shops and he's been told take your little brother with you <laughs> and then you've just got mjf just there just ready to do the book like it's it's honestly so comical but it works so well at the same time mm-hmm. yeah uh, uh, he's, uh, the whole like let's go party adam you know let's go you know that, what was it he said um Roderick Strong's like, hey Adam, hey uh, generic white man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Calling Adam Cole during his Twitch streaming. <laughs> just, just, and and I, I have said this on a, on a video I've done. This is clearly a ploy by MJF to stop Cole challenging him again. Yes. And we'll get we'll we'll get the well, it won't be a heel turn, but we'll get the we'll get the attack from MJF on Adam Cole, and we'll get all that. 
but mm. let's enjoy this while it lasts because it is fantastic. It's so funny. It's like the way to weird stuff. Yeah. 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 Mm. Exactly that. It's just it's so good. Two guys with two guys that are very charismatic in general, but then you put them together and it's just it's just fantastic. So good. It is, it's it's yeah. just so funny. Yeah, yeah they're certainly going to keep things interesting for All In. Um, as only what have they got one pit review before All In, or is this is All In the next one? Mm, do they have one at the end of July? It's a I'm not sure. Oh, it could be. Yeah, hmm. I think yeah. you got one more, but I think now what basically I was trying to get to is basically now is the storylines that you see is probably the ones you're going to see sort of. Built and, and the build up to all in that's probably the storylines we're going to get now in the AW, I suppose. There or thereabouts, I would have mm. thought, yeah, yeah. Um, um I think it is um, pay per views. We need MGF and Adam Cole going to an arcade, yes, yes, we certainly just, do. Just anything, just just <laughs> a, a, anything. And I, if I can get hold of a I'm better than you, baby, top, then that, that's happening because that's just it's just fantastic. Everything. Got, uh, Blood and Guts, July 19th. All right, okay. And then we've also got Fighter Fest um, and Fight for the Fallen. Actually, there's a few shows before. Oh, okay. uh, all, in then. all right. But that, I don't I think, think all there's... of them are actual pay-per-views, are they? Or are they like, I've, I always thought Fighter Fest was a bit of a, like, mm, yeah, okay. almost it's, like it's a glorified really... TV TV one a little yeah. bit, I, don't, I think, but I don't I don't know. And, and will they have some of them shows, potentially, like, potentially maybe Fighter Fest or something like that? More mm -hmm. aimed at matches from Coll that have more people from Collision on, mm. essentially. And they've got—I'm just looking here as well—they've got Battle of the Belts, which is four days before Blood and Guts. So I don't think that's going to be like a massive, yeah. massive pay per view either. Yeah, I'm no. just looking at that. Oh, the Battle of the Belts. Well, that's in Calgary, so you imagine the Owen Hart tournament final probably will be there. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And we know who's going to win that, so that's, that's probably uh, who's that. Punk Punk's going to win that, isn't he? Like, all oh, right, okay. That, that's that, that's prob that's probably part of his um deal with coming back, and it, he's got to win something. So he'll probably he'll probably win that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I've got for it is sure. Um, any last words, Stu? No, not from not for me. It'll be interesting to see what uh what Raw and SmackDown bring for this this week coming. Um. And yeah, how uh, how they're going to start shaping up? Like like we've said, we we think there's probably eight or nine matches they've got lined up for SummerSlam, but I think we need to slowly start building building them up now um, and start start to put them them challenges um, in in place, especially for people like Seth. We know who Gunther's probably going to have, but Seth needs one. Theory will need one. You know the tag champs will need something, so let's let's start start building building towards that. Yeah, guys, we are on TikTok Live, by the way. So thanks for joining. Obviously, we're just doing the uh, snapbacks and beers live here. So thank you for joining us on TikTok. We're just about to wrap it up, but um, it's been a pleasure to have you. Um, Johnny, what any last words from yourself? Um, I suppose my my only sort of recurring thought that I have at the moment is: Can WWE either do something decent? with carrying cross or release him and let him go and shine in another promotion like he deserves to because i just feel like he's being 
really I, I, I love Karrion Cross. I feel like he's just being mistreated on, on SmackDown on the main roster and I just mm. feel like he deserves better. Put put him back on NXT. Just just let him go and dominate somewhere like like he deserves to. He yeah. should he should have been in the World Heavyweight Championship tournament mm-hmm. uh, for a start. Yeah. Um, he sh- he should have had a belt by now. There's no reason why he couldn't have beaten Theory for the United States Championship. Um, yeah. I just don't feel like they're they're doing enough with him, and it's it's not it's it's, it's sad to see because I think he's better I, than than he's doing. I think they brought him back in the in the wrong storyline, but they brought him back and just put him straight in the middle of that Roman range Drew McIntyre thing. But and it looked yeah. like he was going to go for Roman. Uh, yeah. At one point, yeah, he was yeah, he, he was like saying Roman TikTok. So yeah. it just it never it, it never happened. I I put him back in in NXT. Um, he gets a good reception as well. He's not someone who's like they didn't try it and then get no reaction. Then just go, oh, it's not working. Like he he was getting a decent reaction there as well. Yeah, yeah. but him and, him versus Baron Corbin would, get, would be good. Yeah, I'll it be would. For that. And a match a match against AJ Styles is great, but not when it's two minutes long. You lose and you don't get an entrance. And they gave mm. him a new finisher that he could use in a tag match, and then like he's just yeah didn't get to use it in a two minute loss against AJ Styles. Mm. deal says, do we do this every Sunday? So we do this either Sunday or Monday or sometimes Tuesday. But basically, on the Snapbacks and Beards TikTok, if you go on there, we'll update you on when we're doing this. One of us always tries to go live during the show. So um, please join us every time if you wish. And also, Snapbacks and Beards can be found on Spotify and. YouTube? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, kind of. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's very long-winded. Um, that you can go and have a look at some of our back catalogue on YouTube. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but, yeah, where can we find you guys on social media? Johnny, where can we find you? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram, uh, J.E. WrestleGram. You can also find me on threads at J.E. WrestleGram as well. Get that nice little plug in there. Mm. Um, where I don't have as many... Um, I'm trying to build the following on there at the moment. So if you guys do listen and you want to go and follow, that would be great. Um, you can also find me on TikTok at J.E. WrestleTalk, where I post daily content. Um, I'm now trying to most days po- post uh, at least twice a day. But if not, there will be at least one video a day on there from me talking all things wrestling. Stu, where can we find you? Yeah, so I am also on Instagram at that wrestling gram where I'm trying to be a little bit more active and build up a bit of a following there. I'm also on Threads, um, that wrestling gram as well. Uh, but my main social is my TikTok, that wrestling guy at TWG1991, where I try to post near enough daily, and you'll find all my all my content there. So go check it out. Cheers, Stu. And you can find myself, Johnny Goldsmith, on uh, TikTok at Johnny Goldsmith, and also Instagram and Threads. I haven't really posted a thread yet, but. Um, the same Johnny underscore Goldsmith underscore and uh, all my wrestling content will be on there and I am on Twitter but um, I'm not really as active on there so uh, just focus on the TikTok and you'll find all my content um, but guys thank you as always for being on the show thank you uh, been a pleasure yeah and uh, thanks guys for tuning in on TikTok live as well we will see you later